Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the injury to Kevin Durant, the New York Knickerbockers, Bing Bong, and the top of the Eastern Conference, and who has more pressure to win the championship, the Celtics or the, or the Sixers. Gons, how have you been? I have been fighting off a hell of a virus, Matt. Um, I think I'm finally at the tail end of it, but it's been a hell of a week, man. Today is the first day I went back to my other my work, my full time job, and um, still have a lingering cough. So, other than that, man, I'm good. Good thing about being home is I've been able to watch a lot of basketball as late as I can stay up. Um, so yeah, super super excited about everything that's going on. What about you, man? What's new? Eh, nothing really new. Um, just kind of keeping track of everything that's going on in that John Rant situation we talked about last podcast. Um, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I guess it's good in, in the long run uh, that the uh, Denver police didn't find anything additionally with the John Rant situation. So um, just to tack on what we talked about last time, he's going to be out an additional four games. Um, I believe that's just more of a Memphis thing. Uh, just to see kind of clear his head. And hopefully get back for the stretch run for them. Let's get into it. The Kevin Durant um, was traded to the Phoenix Suns during the trade deadline. Um, he had played three road games with with the Suns, undefeated there. Um, unfortunately, with his first game, that was we are recording on a Thursday, March 9th. His first game was Wednesday, March 8th against the Oklahoma City Thunder. As they were warming up, he slipped on the court going for a layup and injured his left ankle, turned his left ankle. Um, per Sham Sharani on Twitter, this was just released 16 minutes ago as we're recording. The Phoenix Suns star Kevin Durant is expected to be reevaluated in two weeks with his left ankle sprain and return based on rehab progress, sources tell The Athletic. Uh, swelling has gone down in, the, in his ankle, which Durant injured slipping on a, in pregame warm-ups warm on Thursdays. Uh, on, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. There was a scare, I think, in group chat that Mitch put out. Um, he kind of just kind of watches the NBA peripherally uh, that Kevin Durant was out for the season. Unfortunately, that's not true. Um, he'll be out for two to three weeks again, more reevaluated in two or three weeks, kind of the same situation with LeBron. So with Kevin Durant being out, the Suns have won four in a row. They are kind of on the way back up, up the standings there. What? How do you think Kevin Durant's injury affects the Suns? Um, do you think when he gets back, they'll just be, you know, all ready to go for the playoffs? Or do you think there's going to be some issues there? Uh, I don't think they have enough depth now without Durant to win. They they lost a lot of it with um with Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Like, those guys were difference makers. Uh, what What's funny about this is it's, it's almost like, hey, man, you want to build that super team and not have the role players, well, this is a risk you take, right? Uh, fortunately, I believe he'll come back in three weeks. I think this it, these last couple games of where they won is crucial, and them knowing how good they are with Kevin Durant, that um, I don't think they'll have the pain and suffering of trying to build chemistry when he comes back. Obviously, it's Kevin Durant. It's a very adaptable player to play with. The only issue is, is he going to be back in two weeks? Could it be three weeks? I mean, Woj has said it could be two weeks, but it could be four weeks. Is he going to miss the first round of the playoffs? With the West being so all over the place, like you could be eliminated in the first round because anyone can win it. There's really no clear favorite. It was the Suns, but without Durant, that's not apparent. I mean, structurally, right, that was the kind of issue. There was no real tear. Kind of the same thing with happened with Luka Doncic, too. He had a strain, strain leg. 
uh, parts in his leg. Um, and he's going to be out, you know, for who, who knows how long. No, they say uh, definitely, I, too. Actually, no, no, no. He, I just read news about him 10 seconds ago. Um, his MRI is clean. So, yeah. yeah. So what's his timeline? A couple weeks? Yeah, it was like it was it was more just to, to get the swelling down. So it almost like with with Kevin Durant, it's reevaluated in three weeks. So it's not like he'll be back in three weeks. I, I kind of equate that to what's going on with LeBron James and his and his um, ankle foot injury, where it just he'll we'll see yeah. we'll, we'll we'll look at it and again in two weeks. Hopefully the swelling goes down yeah. and he'll be able to play again. A lot of what ifs. Yeah. So, I mean, once that once that trade went down, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's a wrap now." A good number of people. I don't see a lot of people. A good number of people are saying, "Oh, it's a wrap now." The Suns are too good. They have Booker. They have Durant. Blah blah blah. But you're right. With that depth issue, it's definitely going to be a thing. So, do you what if Durant is able to come back in three in in three three weeks, and with Dallas kind of struggling too, the Lakers just you know using all the resources to try to get into this thing into the playoffs. Do you think they could beat Denver, or is Denver just the overwhelming favorite now in the West? I think Denver is the overwhelming favorite with Jamal player Jamal Murray playing like old Jamal Murray. And Joker's still playing like an MVP. Like, they're a force to be reckoned with. Also, props to Aaron Gordon for improving another year after year. Like, they're a good team. Do I think they're definitively the champ? I don't. I think they got to prove that they can win. They haven't won yet. So, um, you know, Jamal Murray was healthy a couple years ago, and they lost. I remember that series against Donovan Mitchell. That was a lot of fun to watch, them going at it. So, I think, if anything, this is all helping the Lakers, which is great for us because everyone's sort of having their own havoc and all kinds of craziness is going on. Um, Luca's getting hurt. Duran's getting hurt. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I, I'm not rooting for the Suns. I was watching the game against Doncic, and I just the, I don't know why. I mean, a lot of players talk trash, but the way Booker does it, like it's like he doesn't do it before, like something happens, right? Like Luca missed his shot, right? To go to overtime and they ended up losing. But then after he misses the shot, he goes and talks shit. Like, I don't respect that. If you're going to talk crap, talk it before you make a shot, before you're going to do something, not after. Um, I just think it's cheap. I really, really dislike Booker for doing that. Yeah, it's, it's the... Booker only did this to himself. Like, he could be... He, he wants to idolize Kobe Bryant and be this beloved guy but just the way his, with his actions and him doing something like that like talk trash when you're tied not when you're up i think jordan has something to say like that in his the last dance and also lucas said that too so talk trash when you're tied not when you're up um that's something you know if, if booker's going to get back in the good graces of nba fans in general he needs to step up for sure and not act that way 100 percent so with Denver, you know the West is wide open now, wide open. Like as as good as Denver is, you know as far as an overwhelming favorite, I don't think so. They still can get got. They haven't proved anything in the playoffs against exactly. the Western Conference once. And then, who knows if you know, you're still depending on Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray to be your second and third bananas. I mean, Aaron Gordon's great as a fourth option, but now you're depending. You're still depending on those other two guys to be the second and third options. MPJ has time. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. MPJ hasn't made a full return to what his potential, what people thought of him. He's been a disappointment, frankly. That's just the mom Murray's back. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think they're a, they're they're not a definitive favorite, but I would say they are a favorite. 
I would leave. Yeah, so I'll tell him. Uh, I was going to ask that. Like after uh, this this whole Western Conference situation, John Morant, Kevin, you know, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant. Like who? Like if you were to bet money, I know you already put it on the Lakers. Is that thirty-two to one? Good, you know, good around you for making that bet. But if you're to pick another NBA te- NBA Western Conference team now to make it out of the West, who are you choosing? Is it is it the Nuggets? I would say the Nuggets. I still like the Clippers. They're healthy. They got this next two weeks to build chemistry. I know they've been losing. They just had a good win against Toronto the other night. Um, I think they have a little advantage over someone like the Lakers where LeBron is out. Like The Clippers got their whole team right now. This is just two weeks of winning the game chemistry. Again, we talk about Westbrook, but if, if they can make it work, it could be a dangerous team. Right. Like. It really just depends on if they can make the Westbrook thing work. I mean, we saw it with the Lakers. You know, good luck to them, I guess. Well, what about uh, the Warriors? Can... Let's not forget about the Warriors. I, excuse me. I, I, Steph oh. Curry's back, and he put up a 40-piece the other day. So, I think Their okay. depth is horrible right now, though. Like, you, l- last year they had Otto Porter Jr. You had a healthy um, Gary Payton II coming off their bench, helping them out. You don't really have that this season. You're dependent. Like, it, it, my 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 Warriors takes were one year too early. Like, you depended on. Like, you tried to play both sides of the coin. You wanted to win a championship, and you also wanted to be, you know, have young kids to rebuild with. But then, Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody aren't doing very well. You, we saw that Lakers game. They just played off Kaminga like they like they play off Draymond. He can't shoot. So you're, they could have used those guys to help boost, you know, bol- uh, to bolster this team. Like, do you, does their lack of depth, you know, for the Warriors worry you at all? Yeah, I mean, that's where they're at. Um, but I still think you have enough star power there and a great coaching staff that if other teams are weak and players are injured, that they are also in the mix. That's a, you know, I mean, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you're right, and Draymond Green have not lost a playoff series. I think he it was like two since 2014, and that's just a crazy stat. Like in the last nine years, like once the guys have been healthy, they haven't lost a, a playoff. So that's, I mean, you're right. They have the pedigree to do it. We'll see if they could do it again. Let's move to the Eastern Conference. I know we spent a lot of podcasts talking about John Morant and the Lakers and the Clippers, but let's go a little bit east. Let's talk about the team that had one nine straight, but unfortunately slipped up against the uh, Charlotte Hornets, the New York Knickerbockers, Bing Bong, you know, and all that jazz, that video that came out after last year's, after they beat the Celtics and doubled overtime last year. I love that video. This kind of shows the passion of the Knicks who had traditionally the the organization hadn't been doing very well the last championship was in 1970 1972 and that was it um they haven't had championships since then so it's good for the Knicks fans you know after going through they just made one championship with Patrick Ewing in the 90s and that was it they only had one 50 win 50 win team the past 20 years just crazy so it's good for them to come up um right now they're sitting at fifth um a couple games behind the I'm sorry probably a game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers Gons they required they they got Josh Hart in that trade deadline and he kind of just you know joined his old Villanova teammate Jalen Brunson and they're on a nine game winning streak um, how how are you feeling about the Knicks uh, now that they've been you know maybe are are they title contenders are they you know contenders to get out of the Eastern Conference? Well, first off, Josh Hart. I remember when um, it was Magic that told him he needed to work on driving in. He came at that summer league and dominated. Uh, just took the ball in time after time, adjusted his game, 
translated to the Lakers. I was so upset to see him go. I know they were saying he's a little, he lacks a little height for his position, but the dude plays so hard and he can score. Um, and then he went to New Orleans and I think they could have got more out of him. And I think he's just in a perfect fit right now. New York is the funnest East Coast team to watch, hands down. Uh, as a league pass person, I love watching their games, man. I, and it's like what you said. You've had these fans that have been disappointed and beat down year after year. And now, you know, um, it's not just the fans. It's the players that are they're playing with so much effort. Like, they're, the, they're doing what Memphis was doing, but they're not being thugs about it, if that makes sense. Memphis is playing hard, but, you know, they were going about it a different way with fouling and talking crap. The, the Knicks just, the, that's the way to do it. That's the way to be to be intense, emotional, um, and play hard, and, 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 man, be captivating. So I'm going for the Knicks. I don't think they got enough to win it, but I love their team. I think they have a high-energy team. I I I don't want to talk crop and Randall. He's having a great year and he just gets better and better and better. But I mean, do they have enough to win a chip? I don't know. I don't I I want to say no. Right now they're uh, two and a half games back of the fourth spot with Cleveland and they're a game up on Brooklyn who I don't see Brooklyn, you know, after losing Durant and Kyrie kind of going higher than sixth. So it looks like a Cleveland versus New York battle in the first round. You have Donovan Mitchell, who got traded to Cleveland instead of the Knicks, and the Knicks end up getting Brunson um, after that um, as more of like a consolation prize for not getting Donovan Mitchell. So if you're looking at that Cleveland versus Knicks first round, like, do can the Knicks beat the Cavaliers? Yes, I think they can beat the Cavaliers. That, yes. Can they, or are you? Would you be picking them in a series, or like, what are the odds of them I, beating them? I, I couldn't tell you definitively that they would win because Donovan Mitchell is playing out of his mind right now. So, um, but I could tell you it'll be a very competitive and fun series. No, for sure, right? You have you know Brent, Brunson and Randall, and as Laker fans, you know, we, 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 like you said, we came for we we are definitely still Randall fans, even though he he kind of jumped around a little bit, but Cleveland. Uh, with Donovan Mitchell, Garland, Allen, and Mobley still getting better. I I think I agree with you. I'd probably go with Cleveland, but New York is a great story. It's good to see them back. You know, Knicks basketball. Hopefully they could build on this for next season because that top of the Eastern Conference, the East is definitively, I think, is better than the West this season. I hate to admit that as a Lakers fan, as a fan of the more Western Conference as opposed to the East, but it's just it's just true. Milwaukee at one right now. Boston's two two games behind them. Philadelphia's four games behind them. I just think those, even if you want to throw Cleveland and New York, they're just better than the than the Western Conference currently. Based off my view, I'm not sure on you. Uh, Milwaukee just won a championship two years ago. Boston made it back, um, you know, last year. But you know, Philadelphia hasn't been in the championship since 2001 when they took a game off the Lakers. So looking at teams as far as pressure wise in the Eastern Conference, Boston, Philadelphia. Uh, they haven't won the championship here in a little bit. So who do you think has more pressure between the Celtics and the Sixers to win the championship this year? Uh, hands down, Philadelphia, man. Um, if if they don't go into at least have a very deep run, Doc Rivers is probably gone. Daryl Morey is probably going to get the boot. Um, I think traditionally their ownership group 
makes changes very radically every couple of years if they don't show something. And I don't think they've shown enough. But with that being said, James Harden is playing like old James Harden. I've watched him the last week or so dominate, like just score whenever he wanted at will. It's still in him. For people that say it's not in him, it's still in him. Now the question lies, can he do it in the playoffs in clutch situations? Uh, that's yet to be proven, right? But with him there, I don't know, man. I, I got a good feeling about them. I, they um, they can also – I think they will make a run. In fact, they're my favorite in the East. Um, as much as I'm rooting for the Knicks, uh, I think Philadelphia will come out on top. Yeah, Boston had taken a little bit of a slide. They had been number one in the East for for a while, but then now they're two back. They're struggling a little bit with their with, with their end of game lineups. And Boston and Philadelphia are they're two and three. It looks like they're going to be playing each other Eastern Conference semifinals if they were to go in a seven game series. So I'm so you you would be picking the Sixers over the Celtics, I would assume, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a disconnect, Matt, between the Sixers and their coach. I mean, I mean that's Sixers and Celtics. So Jason Tatum came out and said. Um, that his old coach was one of the best coaches and he had a huge impact on how he developed as a player. Um, I think a lot of the players are still salty about missing their coach. He must have been a hell of a coach. And, I mean, he did a phenomenal job based on their record, right? Um, so I don't know that they're fully bought into this coach. And I think that's going to be the, the issue down the line. I think the talent is there. I don't know that the co coaching staff... I could tell you there's a few coaches in the NBA that are there. You know, Monty Williams, he's the type of coach that's there. Um, I don't know who, who's Boston's coach. Uh, it's uh, Joe Mazzula. Joe Mazzula. The and the old one was Oduka, right? Yeah, Ime Oduka. Ime Oduka. was a great coach. Um, I don't know about Joe Mazzula. I, 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 to see them fail so much in the la at the end of the game and blow leads, there's clearly some sort of issue going on, um, and that's on the coaching, so. For sure, for sure. Like, I would still pick Boston, unfortunately, FTC, but I will kind of go against. I, I would still pick Boston over Philadelphia like, with, with Harden. With, oh, man, he, he's failed so often in the finals and the playoffs that I just can't. He has to prove it to me in order for him to go to advance. And Joel Embiid, for as well as he's played, he still hasn't proven it in the playoffs as well. Boston at least got there. They had they went to the gauntlet last year and got to the finals. So it's only right for them to you know take the next step and try to win a championship. But you know, as a Laker fan, I don't want to see that. But I could see them, you know, getting getting. But then yeah, they're a top three contender. One of those three teams will get through. Cle uh, Cleveland's another couple years away. But New York's a couple years away. It's going to be one of Milwaukee, Boston, or Philadelphia. Hundred percent. All right, guns. I know it's a little bit shorter episode today. Uh, we'll try to pick it up again next podcast. But is there anything else you want to talk about, about uh, talk about before we leave today? No, man. Uh, I just keep rooting for the Lakers and, and the hope they keep winning and pulling out these W's somehow. So, so far it's been, it's gone pretty well. All right, one. But right before we leave, I know we're we're going to be recording before this uh, this ends. But we have the Draymond Green, uh, actually Dylan Brooks versus Draymond Green. Uh, Dylan Brooks has talked some some stuff on Draymond Green, and Draymond Green responded in this podcast pretty harshly. Go ahead and look that, all that up online if you haven't already. But you have the Warriors visiting the Grizzlies tonight. Who do you have in that in, in that matchup between Draymond Green versus Dylan Brooks with the Warriors versus the, the Grizzlies? Right I, now, the 
Grizzlies are favored. I'm sorry. Let me pull up the odds. The Warriors are actually favored by two and a half because, you know, John Moran's gone. So with the Warriors favored by two and a half in Memphis, who do you have tonight's game? I hope they whoop Memphis' butt. I, again, mm. have no love for Memphis, no love for Dylan Brooks, the way he carries himself. I hope I hope Draymond shows him a thing or two, personally. And I'm going to I mean, that, I'm gonna watch that game because, um, you know, there's going to be some pushing and shoving for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I mean, it's it's good to see rivalries backwards. People just don't like each other. It's too much buddy buddy. That's partially why you blame like this generation of everyone who's just too friendly with each other. Like you have the Dylan Brooks versus you know, Draymond Green, Memphis versus Golden State. You also have that thing we talked about a little bit earlier with Booker and Booker and Luca. They don't. Those guys don't like each other. We need more you know, animosity in this league. It, it's 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 more fun for the fans when players really just don't like each other because it drives the competitive spirit. And that'll be it for us today. We didn't touch on that Sean Kemp situation. Sean Kemp, former power forward of the Seattle Supersonics and Cleveland Cavaliers and Portland Trailblazers in the 90s and 2000s. Apparently, he had been arrested for a drive-by shooting um, a few days ago. But his attorney came out and said you know, earlier today that it was a, a, a he only shot in self-defense because they shot at him first. That's just another crazy NBA situation that's happening off-court stuff. So it's, it's good to get into some off-court stuff, but... As we do want to focus on more on the on courts, you know, much love to the Knicks for being an improved and, you know, bringing the spirit back to, to, to MSG. It's always good to have the Knicks involved, you know, even though being on the other other coast, it's good to have the the Knicks, you know, playing well. Um, not 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 good enough to win a championship yet. We'll see if their chemistry could, you know, may, maybe in the future, once they add some more younger pieces, but it's good to have them back. Um it's good to have this, the, the Kings back to light the beam. Um, I know the Lakers and the Kings have had a rivalry back in the 2000s, but that was over 20 years ago. Um, I kind of have to just, you know, be happy for them that they're doing well. They're, right now they're sitting on the, in the three spot in the West. Um, they might be even climbing up to the two spot here soon with Memphis kind of falling. So, you know, I'm happy for the Kings. They don't defend well enough to do any to do much in the playoffs. Um, I think any of the teams in the bottom of the West could beat them in the first round, but it's good for them to actually just get back to the playoffs. I think, you know, Kings fans are just more happy that they're there. You know, the low, the smaller market teams as opposed to looking to win a championship. So good for De'Aaron Fox. Um, I still, you know, pundits would say that they still lost the Tyrese Halliburton trade, but DeMontis Sabonis has been really good for them in, in interior-wise. So good for them. Um, maybe the, the Kings will build on this. And we'll see what they could do in the future. But, you know, this this season is good that they're just getting back to the playoffs after such a long drought. Oh, man, it's fun. NBA is fun. A lot of, you know, weird things happening, but we'll try to keep you guys updated on that. Uh, give us give you guys our opinions and thoughts on different happenings within the NBA. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for the, for the support. Thank you, Gons, for joining me. Have a great weekend.